You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 62. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. How about the Uffizi in Florence? No that luck. is Ooh. not top 10. Your well, first... that's, a, that's a real failure of classical education in this country <laughs> today, I'll tell you that. Derek and Steve present... John... John Jay? John Jay. Can I see John Jay? Is this, is this one John Jay? You want to guess John Jay again? I feel like John Jay is a very important American for <laughs> he, he is, so let's go with it. Can I see John Jay? Is this one John Jay? I'm going with John Jay. Third, John, time's, third time. time's a charm for John Jay. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Correct. Yes! <laughs> you heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 62 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how is it going today? <laughs> it's well, you really struggled through that one. You, you forgot your name. I was, I was trying to think of something yeah, to say and I couldn't. I got a question for you. Yeah, so sure. this is a special question. All right. Cool. That's why I didn't we, have one for you. For sure. I... We've been debating this in my office and I've been asking for third party opinions. Where do you fall in the debate between red grapes or green grapes? Mm, what do you that's prefer? A good question. What do you prefer more? That's a good question. I so I, I prefer green grapes. I Duh, think. that is obvious. Yeah, I mean, but so it wasn't like uh, I didn't think I didn't think it was a dumb question. It's a dumb question. Green grapes are so much better. I didn't think it was a dumb question, but it's definitely green. But it's like, definitely like, green. I had to think about it, and I had to be like, okay, which do I like better? And then it was obvious that it was green. Yeah, but but I wasn't like a oh. This How is not, did you even ask? That? And this is not taking into account wine because obviously red wine's better. Oh than, yeah, yeah, that, than white I, wine. That didn't even cross my mind. Yes, so just pure grape. Green, yeah. gra- I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you made the right decision. I There's mean, a- all the re- so many of the red grapes got like kind of brownish, like yellowish. Like they got, they're not all this like. They're the green lump- grapes are just like nice, all juicy, green, plump, just tart. like you never see them like weathered or like you know bruised or anything. You green know, grapes are great. The red grapes are just so. I mean, the red grapes aren't as consistently red as the green grapes are green. So. That's true. That's a good point about green grapes. So yeah, so I'm really glad you fall into that category because I've. I would say about seventy-five percent of the people agree that, huh, that green yeah. grapes are better. If you're if you're a red grape fan, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's yeah, you're you're dumb. It's crazy. So my question is, it if Gatorade came out with a grape flavor that was green, no, would no, you no. have more confidence in it? Grape flavored things are oh, they're are disgusting. The worst. They're disgusting, and they're but not. They're, but they're but they're they coincide with the red grapes because they're red grape flavored no, things like are always purple. a purple. That's what red grapes are kind of like purple. Whoever invented the grape flavor. Was drinking oh, yeah. medicine. Medicine, right, right, right. And then said, oh, right. we'll name it grape. Right. But what if someone re-engineered a grape flavor to green grapes? It would be a wine flavor. Oh, it would be a, a white, a white a wine flavored Gatorade. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Which would be great, actually. <laughs> Imagine if Gatorade came out with wine flavors, not like alcoholic. But... Right, right. And then like beer flavors. You got like a Bud, Bud, Bud Light flavored Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, that's the end of that debate. <laughs> All right, so green grapes. Green, green grapes, grapes are uh, are the best. Yeah, so. sorry to confuse the show right off the bat. But yeah, that, no, I was, it okay. was just eating me alive. Yeah. Some people were out there saying they like red grapes, and I just had to get your opinion. Yeah, no, of course cool. not. Uh, well, we have a shorter episode for everyone out there today. Three periods today. We've got the BC update in the first period, pop culture in the second, and sports in the third. We're very excited to uh, unveil a 
<laughs> what are we calling it? An identifier? A sports we'll identifier a, at the section. Yeah, that you will, will know when the sports oh, section yeah. is coming. You will know. You'll know. We're not going to tell you. You'll know which section is sports right away. Here's the thing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let's make it a little game for our listeners, okay? We're, we are not going to say when we're about to start the sports section. Okay. You have to try to guess when it's going to happen. They'll know. And, the, and I think I'm pretty sure they'll know. But just that, like keep an eye out. Keep an ear out for what Q means sports are coming. Sports are okay? on the way. Yeah, so that'll be in the third period. So between pop culture and sports, you're going to have a, a fun little... Uh... So as a hint, it comes after pop culture. Yeah, so see if you can find it. Okay, so let's start with the BC update. Um, not too much going on in BC's world after um, the hire of, of the new AD, right. which is which is still amazing. So right. um, we did have a few Eagles go in the NFL draft. Yes. Uh, John Johnson, safety for uh, BC, went in a third round. Which I pretty good pick. I think that's pretty I'm high. Pretty, pretty good. I mean, for his for him, for him not good. for the Rams. I mean, so uh, so John Johnson first... impressed a lot of people. I will say that he impressed a lot of people at the combine and at the at the draft workouts. Uh, people, a lot of people said that he had some of the best footwork of the defensive backs. Um, in reality, he's got a couple of recent BC defensive players. I would say that go to his uh, advantage here. I mean, like BC's yeah. had some players. Not as much in the defensive secondary, um, but Justin Simmons, as an example, uh, was drafted by the Broncos last year and performed for them. Yeah. Um, had a huge blocked kick for them in the either playoffs or, reg- or end of the regular season. I forget when it was. Um, but Justin Simmons made some big plays for the Broncos last season as a rookie. So yeah. And BC is known, at least over the past couple of years, for being a terrible offensive team. But, but least, having, some yeah. de- having a decent defense. A couple of years yeah. ago, we led the... The nation yeah. in in defense. So and, and and you had guys like Kasim Edabali, for example, who remember like Edabali was by no means a star for BC, no, but he, he ended garbage. up making the Saints and and playing time for the Saints. Um, so def- so it might be raising credibility of BC's defense when it comes to NFL talent. Um, so John Johnson goes in the third round to the Rams, and then Matt Milano, who is a who was probably a better player in college for BC, he was their best linebacker last year, I would say, uh, goes in the fifth round. Uh, 163rd overall of the Buffalo Bills. So, uh, is there a tougher transition than Boston College to the Buffalo Bills in any sport? No, probably not. <laughs> no. Well, no, it's an easy transition. Well, I mean, like, is there a worse? Is there like <laughs> is there a worse? Is there no. a more depressing transition? No, probably not. Probably not. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I mean, congrats so, to both. <laughs> <of them. laughs> yeah. Um, congrats to both of them. Yeah. I, I mean, it, Those they the might only... have been rather not be drafted and be able to go work out for a, a different team. But, yeah. Either way, uh, uh, both drafted. Only two Boston College Eagles drafted in the draft this year. Yep. No free agent pickups that I've seen. I think. Um, oh, Towels. No. Patrick yeah, Towels. God. Yeah. yeah. Got picked up. Yeah. Oh, uh, who did he get picked up by? Uh, I I, uh, I, I saw maybe? it and I forget. No. no um, let me Google let's really do a quick. real quick Google find out uh, the Texans. Jeez. Oh no, Texans are trying out Tiles. He didn't he didn't sign with them. I don't Lands think, but he's getting okay. a tryout. Okay, cool. Um, well, he's he's, he's, he's not, not going to make the team. No. no. So Patrick Tiles is our quarterback. He's terrible. Um, he's a big dude, so yeah. I can see. But I can see yeah. them th- saying like he's got a cannon arm. He's big. He's pretty smart. Maybe we can do something here, but I feel yeah. like that's what people have been saying to him since high school. Yeah, but he also didn't show a high football IQ, even if he's smart. Correct. He, he didn't have a good 
he didn't have a good pocket presence at all. So yeah. I don't know. So let's assume he gets immediately. I mean, cut. I mean, Chase Reddick didn't make it, and I thought Chase Reddick was a relatively for 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 underwhelming BC quarterbacks. Chase Reddick was a more qualified one for the NFL. I can see that. Uh, Patrick Tolles is not, so no. he's not going to make a team. No. But uh, he is getting a tryout for the Texans, and of course, John Johnson, and Matt Milano both drafted. I will say, you know, third and fifth round. Uh, Milano might have to work to make the team. John Johnson is going to be on the Rams. Like third round, third pick round picks is, make the he's, team. He's going to be on the team. He'll be playing special teams next year probably, uh, and will have a shot to earn some time at safety because I don't think the Rams are that good. So, uh, and same goes for Matt Milano. The Ram, the Bills defense is by no means great either. I don't know who they. I, I don't. They've lost a lot of guys. So I think Milano could have a chance to earn a spot. Um, so there you go. Good. Uh, good. Good overall, good draft considering the players BC had going into it, yeah. getting a third and fifth and round. Getting pick. anyone drafted yeah, was, was and impressive. It, yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, moving moving along, um, the 2017 commencement speaker was announced. So the uh, speaker at graduation this year it is U.S. Senator Bob Casey, a Democrat from Pennsylvania. Uh, very interesting pick given the political climate in the country. Yeah. I, I think BC usually tries to stay out of politics. Um, they they jump headfirst into the non-separation of church and state, but other than that, politics is not really their game. Um, so this is an interesting pick. I mean, uh, he's I don't know much about him, but neither do I. I I, I can almost guarantee you what he's going to talk about, yeah. <laughs> and it's the political climate of the country. So yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great speaker for young graduates graduating in in the world we live in today. Um, I, I think it's a good choice. I mean, I, I'm sure he's a good speaker. He's he's a senator. So um, that's all I know. It was just announced t- announced today. Uh, senator Bob Casey is 2017 Boston College commencement speaker. A little better than Enda Kenny. Yeah, I would say. I would say so too. Yeah, the Irish Prime Minister is what yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> that was ours. Yeah. Um. So so there you go, Bob Casey, um, commencement speaker for Boston College. So. Uh, that I think that's it for BC. Any other? That's uh, it for the BC update. So you mentioned uh, not much news for Martin Jarman. I don't know if we mentioned this before. He doesn't actually start on the job till June, so mm-hmm. um, he is still he still has active duties at Ohio State. Um, they, obviously they're aware that his transition is going on. He's still in and around BC, but his official real full time cranking at BC uh, on the job does not start until June um, for Jarman. So a couple months there, still to wait for, or I guess a little over a month. Uh, to wait for any big developments for the BCAD office there, but um, you know, good to know that he, he had a press con- introductory press conference, uh, which we talked about last week. So uh, things to get excited about, but nothing real groundbreaking you'll probably see for another month. So Got it. Uh, that's it for BC update. Brings us to the second period, which is pop culture. Uh, so I will let you start this because I don't know anything. You don't about know the first what one. you don't know what the fire festival know, was. No. Oh my gosh. So. Let, Explain it to me and the listeners. I'll explain it to you. The listeners obviously know what it is because they're they're plugged into pop culture more than you are. <laughs> the Fire Festival was this disaster of a of a music festival. So it started out as being a an exclusive island music festival for very rich individuals. Like you, the cheapest ticket is two thousand dollars. Some people paid fifteen thousand dollars for VIP experiences. A flight to the Bahamas. You're supposed to get there. Uh, you get your own tents. You get your own amazing scenes. You're on a desert island. It's just supposed to be unbelievable experience. It was the Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, you should read. You should look at like the Twitter account. You should 
if you can Google this and, and find out like the, the travesty that was the fire festival, it's hilarious. So they just were not prepared. They gave people there, there was not enough tents. The lines were a hundred miles long, not enough porta potties. The food was literally bread with slices of craft wow. singles. It was, they definitely pulled the plug on it about three, like two weeks before it happened. A bunch of the people backed out and they couldn't stop it from happening. So all these people flew in. People couldn't leave. The airports were overpacked, so they were trapped on this wow. desert island for three days. People were looting and fighting, and there were fires. It was insanity. I mean, it looked like insanity at least. I get to, we get to laugh at it because a bunch of rich people just stuck on the desert island. Yeah, wow, fight, fighting over nothing. So I'll have to read up on this. But I, so so now that I'm looking at it, I did see some headlines about it. I didn't realize that this was what it was uh, called the Fire Festival. So yeah, and it's spelled Fire. Yeah, F Y R E. So that right. should be your first giveaway. That's gonna be terrible. Yeah, and the headline here says Fire Festival hit with hundred million dollar suit. Organizer <laughs> says we were a little naive. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Maybe just a little. Oh, well, just a little naive. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was quite the travesty. The Twitter world is having a field day with it. Yeah. Some people are are taking their a classic Twitter stance like, oh, you had to live without water for two days. Flint is still without water yeah. after four years. And other people are just making huge jokes out of it. So it's become this <laughs> – it's it's definitely spiraling out of control more than it did just on the island. Right. That's Interesting. it. That's are, all are I got people, to say. The people who are running – okay, never mind. I was just reading a piece of the article and the uh, – the one of the organizers, it was referring to his last name and it said McFarlane. And I was wondering if it was Seth MacFarlane, oh, God, but it was I not. Wish. It was not. I hate Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's all. Just a little, just a little nugget on the fire festival. If you have not heard of it yet, get out from under your rock, Derek, <laughs> and Google it because it is a, it's a very funny site. It was just, imagine, worst possible case scenario for a music for a very large, expensive yeah. music festival. Were there any big performers that were going to be there, or like yeah, a bunch uh, like Blink, Blink One Eighty Two backed out. I mean, everybody back. Oh, oh, the performers never even got. There. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah there was nothing. It was just people on an island alone, <laughs> with and their tents all blew away because there was a hurricane. Like, it was, yeah, just look it up. It's hilarious. Yeah. So there you go. The fire festival uh, gets a zero percent. Zero percent. Dragon fruits. Zero zero percent. Actually, it gives. I'm gonna give it ten percent avocados <laughs> just for the laughs. Um. So the reason I say the percentages is because we're moving into a movie review. So. Uh, last night we watched Logan, which uh, I'll let you give a brief summary, I guess. Of sure. without, so, so this one's gonna be tough to do, no spoilers, but um, it won't be that hard. Yeah, I can do that. Um, Logan is the newest installation of the Wolverine series. Uh, it is set in the future. Um, it is very dark and realistic. It's it reminded me a lot of the Dark Knight. How how that yeah. kind of changed the genre from being like goofy, cartoony to like dark and gritty. This was definitely dark and gritty and rated R with three R's. It was extremely, <laughs> extremely gory. Ex Gruesome. Extremely brutal. Um, but the way you kind of expect a guy who kills people with claws. To and shoot out of his hands. Yeah, to shoot out of his hands to be. So I I loved it. Um, I'm, you're right. I guess now, that now it's going to be harder without spoilers. But um, it's set in a very bleak future. It's kind of the swan song for... Hugh Jackman and um, I don't know his name, but the actor who does Professor Xavier, he's in it as well. And they're very old and beaten people. It's not like they're just superheroes anymore. They are definitely real people just struggling to survive. And it, I mean, I loved it. I, I couldn't. I, I I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you my 
my avocados yet, but it's very high. Yeah, so I agree. Um, Patrick Stewart, by the way, is the actor who plays uh, Professor Xavier. Good, good, good. Um, so I, I agree. It's it. So yeah, w- when I said it'd be tough without spoilers, I mean when you start going beyond the the basic plot uh, description. Yeah. Well, you know, those. You know, so the weird thing too is it's I guess an X Men movie, but. Yeah. Those are the only two X Men in yeah, the movie. It's not, yeah. There's only Wolverine and Professor Xavier, and there they're are, and they're both not really superheroes. Yeah, there are a few little references, but again, I don't want to uh, spoil much of it. There's a couple other people in the movie that have some things I picked up that are related to the to some other X Men characters. Interesting. Um, but we, I won't mention them because oh, again, it, it, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm so, getting it too now. Um, but overall, not a ton. Um, not a ton of it. So I think, uh, yeah. So like you said, I, I think it's a much a very contrasted style from some of the other superhero movies that we've seen. Um, it is very entertaining from start to finish. I, I think that it starts with a bang. You know, right yeah. first, first scene, you're talking about all the gruesome, uh, gory, oh, yeah. but also it really sets it really packed. sets like, the tone. Like once you see the first scene, you're like, oh, so it's, it's, that's the movie we're gonna yeah, watch. Yeah, right yeah. now. And it's like there, there's some types of when you say gory or gruesome, that's like there's a ton of different ways that movies and TV shows can do that, right? Like, like we were, we were also happened to be watching Peaky Blinders the other day and there was a real heavy, deep episode that could have been really gory. It didn't yeah. end up getting that gory, but that would have been the type of like slow, brutal yeah. kind of drawn out gore. That's like, makes you cringe. Yeah. That's not what uh, Logan is. Logan yeah. is really fast, really action packed type a of lot gruesomeness of... that makes you kind of laugh like whoa like like yeah you're like yeah you're like yeah you're like yeah so it gets you kind of riled up a little bit yeah um there's a I'm, lot of scenes like that i'm getting there. riled up right now thinking about it no there's the movie has more yelling and grunting <laughs> than actual words i would love to see the count i really would it, i would love to see the count of, of screams of yells, yells and grunts yeah combined versus words versus words it would be the ratio is very tight, and for and for and for the second or uh, second slash third main character of the movie, one of the three main characters of the movie, um, the 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 grunt to word ratio is like oh yeah a hundred to one yeah I think there's only grunts from yeah. one character and and for two thirds of the movie it's like a hundred to zero ratio yeah. so um so it's 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 a I think it was very good it um, was, so it does the it does a bunch of things well it's an a, it's a very good action movie. It's a if you if you're a superhero fan, I could I'm not a huge fan of the X Men series, and I was very choked up at the end. It, it kind of like meant something to me weirdly. Yeah. I felt like I was like, I wow, agree. maybe this, maybe this the X Men are cool. Maybe yeah. I maybe I missed out. <laughs> um, it so it does the sappy thing well. It does the dark, gritty, realistic thing well, and it and it's really human. Like the it's weird seeing. Professor Xavier and Wolverine as old, vulnerable, tired, vulnerable, yeah, just beaten. And it's, yeah. I don't know, it does a, it, and you get your classic Wolverine in there every once in a while. Yeah. You get your classic X Men jokes. Like, it, it does a very good job. Yeah. I, I loved it. It does. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, the other thing that it does is that it um, sort of doesn't stay super predictable. Um, I felt. I felt that there were plenty of places where. In a typical movie, uh, you know, again, like you say typical movie, I, I mean, like, as far as all movies go, the way that you expect kind of plot twists and turns to happen and the way that you expect characters to get through problems or, you know, or not make it through the problem. Um, I felt that this movie mixed it up a lot. This yeah. movie had plenty of cases where I was like, okay, 
you know, is this guy going to die? Is he going to live? Like, or, you know, Most you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen. The answer is probably going to die. Yes. Most so, people die. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, it's, I guess it's a mini spoiler. There is a lot of death in this movie. Tons um, of it. So we won't tell you which characters uh, that happens to, to, to preserve some of it, but there's a lot of death. Yeah. Um, and, but, but, and, and there's, you know, one, one of the, tr- uh, one of the other reasons I think this movie gets a lot of good scores from us here is that there's not that many characters in the movie that you really should care about, but there are more than you'd think. Yeah. You, you, like you actually, you actually care about some characters that you have no business caring about because of the way the movie is done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's, by the end of the movie, you're, you're, there's a cast of, you know, you can look back and probably count 10 or 15 people that you can point to that say they have nothing to do with the X-Men story. They're nothing to do with anything really that, that's that's significant in the big picture of the of the plot. But they, you kind of have a connection to the character a little bit. So, yeah. um, The only thing I will say, too, is it's a long movie. It is long. It's over it's two hours. Um, it's certainly worth the two hours. I, I would. I think so, too. I would have sat through longer. I, I felt... There was no point yeah. when I got super bored of the movie. I think, I think so, too. Um, yeah, so it's a little longer, but if you've got the time and the ability to see it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I agree. So you want to do the ratings? You want, me, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I want you to go first. All right, I'll go first. I'm going to give it 91 Derek Dragon Fruits, which is certified Bataya Colada. I'm it, gonna, is, it is good. It's good. I'm going to give it 94%, 94 Steve Nicholas Avocados. 94. Certified guac. That's definitely certified 94 guac. 94 is high. It's I'm 94 a, is high. I'm a tough grader, and I, I'm. Yeah. I can easily say it's in the top three superhero movies I've ever watched. Yeah, easily. Can, yeah. I yeah, can only think easily. of Dark Knight that could be better. If I were going on superhero scale, this would probably be a 98 or 99. Oh yeah. If this was superhero scale, this gets 99. Or, yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, on regular movie, it's still it's still got its cheese. It's still got its its yeah. superhero. There's, there's definitely some of it. There's yeah. definitely some in there. Um, but but super good. Super good. Superhero, super good. Yes. Logan. Logan. Huge jacked man. <laughs> Great actor. So, yeah. There you oh, go. Now, do you know what we have, Derek? I don't. Tell me. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Taco yeah. Bell news. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, I actually knew that I knew that was uh, Okay. Yeah. I could kind of tell cuz yeah. you were like your finger was hovering <laughs> over the button. Um, Taco in today in Taco Bell news. <laughs> uh, the well, not today. They released the taco slash burrito combo that you've all seen on commercial. They've been pushing it real hard. It's not super revolutionary, and I we're still trying to determine exactly what makes it so special. But it's just a taco. It's just a burrito with taco fillings, which is cheese, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, beef. There's, there's got to be a and shell, crunch right? and a little okay, tiny okay, bit okay, of crunch. Okay. So like Fritos. Uh, it's <laughs> but not, it's not an actual taco shell. It's not shell. groundbreaking, and they're pushing it hard. There's so, not, so there's not a taco shell in it? It's just like Fritos? There's not a taco shell. It's just Fritos. Just crunchy. Yeah. Just <laughs> okay. tortilla strips. Okay. Yeah. So it's not... Not sure I'd call it, that a taco burrito. It's Well, that's what they're doing. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely just a, a bridge announcement until something bigger. You yeah. Know, they just got a... Taco Bell's now become the... I think they just did it for the commercial. It, it could have been. <laughs> the taco and the burrito commercial. It could have been. Friends on one. Um, and so it... it They've become the brand that has to release new things all yeah. the time. Uh, so this is—they're just like scrambling to get stuff out. They're like, mash it, mash these two together, mash these two together, and someone finally just said taco and burrito. So uh, that's the first thing. Second thing is you can now reserve on Open Table. Actually, starting May fifth, you can reserve op- at Open Table a five-course meal 
at the Taco Bell Test Kitchen in Irvine, California. Wow. You can go in. Well, it's it's exclusive. It's a contest, so you have to go in and do it. Like follow them on social media and and ch- click the link and blah 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 blah. But if you get it, thirty five fans are gonna get a five course Taco Bell meal at the Test Kitchen, and then you'll wow. get to create your own sixth meal. Wow. Yeah, it's like my dream. It's like my dream. <laughs> I don't how, how how have you Googled mapped how far Irvine, California is from Vegas and see if you could hit those in one trip? Ooh, not I have not Googled those that specifically. Interesting. But if I win the Irvine, California thing, you got to do both. That's then I got to yeah. do it. That's a great idea. I'll do Ve- I'll do the Vegas Taco Bell, which is the which we've got firsthand uh, uh, reviews from. By the way, our, uh, said our amazing. Zach and uh, James went to Vegas and they said that the Taco Bell was unbelievable. It's like. The mecca of Taco yeah, Bell. It is, um, and the and the test kitchen is the Vatican. So yeah. it's you really just got to go to both. Um, I'm going to apply as often as possible. See if we can get us there and do a live show from Irvine <laughs> from the test kitchen. Um, and we maybe, tell, maybe we should just tell them, reach out to them, and or say, maybe put together a master clip of all of my Taco Bell news is, yeah. and just and send it to them and say, hey, we're big fans, and we're we're pushing your product for free. Can yeah. help us out. It's true. Or sponsor the show. It's true. I think it's doable. <laughs> I think so too. I think yeah. we could maybe get that working for every product and everything out there. If we just turn our show like, into one big advertisement. Like, hey, Roger, we talk about the NFL a lot. Like, <laughs> I think we should get Super Bowl All right, tickets. I get it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that's what we've got on uh, tap for Taco Bell News. And um, yeah, I'm, uh, May 5th. If everyone else wants to apply, I think if you can re- re- try to reserve for two. I'm I'm your guy. All right. Yeah. So there you go. There's the Taco Bell news um, <laughs> yeah. for the day. And so. I and I think that's it for pop culture. The Monster Jam Sports. <laughs> yes. What is that, Steve? What What does that mean? So that's our <laughs> sports identifier, Derek. All right. So I like we, it. We've been talking about that for two weeks, and it turned out quite average. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Play it again. I want to hear it again. Sure. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> there it is. I can't. You got I'll, some basketball. You got some football. It, you got all everything. You, <laughs> so I would really like an honest opinion from anyone listening to that. <laughs> Seriously, tell us if it's good. Because when we're putting it together, it sounded different in my head. <laughs> and we listen to it one more time. And now we have it. So here it is one more time as our like like all right. And uh, now we're done with pop culture. Is that everything, Derek? I think that's everything, all Steve. Right. Sports. <laughs> it, well, it's, well, the the good news is it's not terrible. So the, the also if we if we end up identifying that the word is the problem, we could just do more tries of it and say you know yes. I, so I my I was imagining us going and now moving on to sports and then just go hit the button for the sound effects without the without the without, sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is good too. It's possible. Yeah, possible. So or, or or we say something else. Maybe the sports section has a different name. Like instead of just saying sports, maybe we say like I don't know what. But you, yeah. Like I, uh, the sports like minute or you know it's more than a minute, but like something <laughs> something more than just saying the word sports. Yeah, it's true. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of any segment in my life on anything that just they go sports. Well, that's why so, it's so funny. Right, right. With sports with a Z. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll think. Well, we got to workshop that a tiny bit. Uh, but honestly, let us know if that's good or bad. Yeah, or gonna, suggestions. Or we're suggestions. Go, we're gonna do that for each section. Yeah, we're gonna put together a BC one, 
and a pop, pop culture, culture one. one. And we have and the identifiers for have. the guests, which are the um, the songs. I don't have the, the songs. songs up, but, oh yeah, we're not gonna play the songs. Um, uh, so that's the plan. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was so, okay. Um, send us your opinions on that. That's gonna hopefully be an installation. Um, moving forward. Because yeah, because like we said, we decided that we always end up going so you got anything else no nope. all right well all right, i cool. guess we'll so, uh, move along. sports yeah. we'll go on to sports then yeah. so in sports yeah. and that's what happens every episode so <laughs> now we figured, we've got this killer sound now effect. we have the sound effect that can distinguish between yeah. our sections and we don't have to spend time talking about the transition we can just okay. well we, yeah well we've transitioned so let's we've, talk right. about sports <laughs> yeah. yeah we saved a lot of time on this transition with that sound effect yeah uh all right so sports let's start with the nfl quick then we'll go through very quick NHL, and when I say that, I mean we'll talk about one series of note and not really much more with the NHL, and then we'll touch on each NBA series. So, uh, NFL, NFL draft happened. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the NFL draft uh, team-specific stuff here, we have a couple notes. Quick thought on, we talked about this offline, D- the NFL needs to go back to having the draft be all on the weekend. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. The Thursday night draft is terrible. Terrible. It's, it's not good. It conflicts with NBA and NHL playoff games. No one's watching it. I don't think anyone's watching it. Maybe I'm wrong. So but. the the bad news about that is apparently the festival style that Philly put together for this draft was a huge hit in really, person. Really, like the, what, the three-day thing? It was three days long. It was basically they shut down the whole street, had games, had vendors. had It was just basically a party for three days, mm-hmm. and people loved it. And I don't know if that's going to be the plan moving forward. See – but it apparently went off without a hitch, and and people loved it. So then they'll keep doing it. But they'll keep doing it. As a as a person who watching on TV, three days of draft coverage is too much. Oh yeah, definitely. And having to not that I want to, but you care about what your team's first pick is to sit down on a Thursday night and sit through other teams picking. Yeah. It, it's just so bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I I guess so. I'm a little conflicted because I I can't really like be a big stickler for this because it's not like I'm someone who sat down and watched the draft every time it was on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Like, like I can't promise you I'm clearing my schedule for Saturday at noon to watch the first pick, you know, either. So, you know, maybe it's – maybe I'm the one complaining, but it's just that I'm not going to watch the whole NFL draft. Yeah. Um, well, But I know a lot of people that used to like that, a lot. Like people people used to like that this was one of those days. Like it's, it's the weather's starting to get nice. It's just like random Saturday – Noon and you got a nice little dose of football coverage. Yeah. So, like wake up at noon and the Cleveland Browns are on the clock with the number one pick, and you can go sit down. It's a beautiful day. Maybe you go outside, you know, like kind of Kentucky Derby style. Put the TV outside. Yeah. You know, watch the first pick. Watch a bunch of draft coverage. Your team's going to have a very important pick in the first round, probably on Saturday. On Saturday, you have a nice day, like a little day party. And instead, you do that on Saturday, and it's the fourth round. It's the start of the fourth round when you turn that TV on on Saturday. So I think a lot of fans get turned off by that. Friday night's got to be the, the the least watched coverage. Stupid. Second I didn't and, watch one second of them. and third yeah. round. I didn't watch a second oh, of that the, coverage. The Red Sox game. It's like yeah. that kind. Of, like people do stuff. Like pe- exactly. people do stuff on the weekends too. They, they do, but like, but that's the thing is that it just feels like the draft is something that people could more passively watch for a while and have on for a while. And I think they loved that about it on on the weekend. So. Uh, either way, that's just a little a little quick note that the NFL, and also just on top of that, the fact that the first round is so much more spaced out than the other th- six rounds is just ridiculous to me. It takes three hours to do the first round on Thursday night, and then they do two rounds in three hours on Friday, and then they do four rounds in three in three hours. So, like it's just like the picks it's get stupid, shorter man. and it's dumb. The picks are not like if if you can't make a pick in ten minutes in the first round, like 
Are you serious? You can't to go home. Like yeah. you, you, you need more it. than ten minutes to pick. You should have a draft board already ready, and then just cross people yeah. off. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's a part of it. But so anyway, let's talk about the draft. One, we'll talk about a little bit of ineptitude here. The yes. Bills fire their GM the day after, after the, draft. the NFL draft, which I need an explanation. So on the man, how this makes sense in so any scenario. The man who picked Matt Milano. As soon as the <laughs> yeah. owners sell that, said, woo-woo, you're done here. Um, no, there's no there's no good explanation for it. There, like, I can't think of one positive of firing your GM directly after the draft unless you he actively disobeys ownership which, to make picks, which just which doesn't— I, I doubt happened. In, yeah, unless you're insubordinate, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't be fired directly after you make right. the f- future picks for the team. And, and, yeah. and the—, and the Organization should know if they're going to keep this person or not weeks before the draft. Right. It's just bad, bad so, all around. So I think um, one, I think that or so one organizations that put ultimatums on coaches, I think, are bad. <laughs> like, like I think it's a poor organizational tactic when you put an ultimatum on a coach in any situation. So I, I related to the Bruins I was looking at last week. They were talking to their new coach Bruce Cassidy, who was interim. And he had said, you know, they didn't put any kind of an ultimatum on me, like make the playoffs or you're not going to get the gig, right? And I agree with that strategy. I don't think that you should put an ultimatum on a coach that says you got to do this or else you're not going to get the job. And unless it's like, I mean, winning in general, like you got to make the playoffs at some point. Um, if this was some sort of that, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Like I could see the Bills being like, make the playoffs this year or you're gone. That's, I guess, okay. Um it, what did they say? Have a good draft, and if we don't like your draft, you're gone. <laughs> yeah. So and then we're screwed too because we don't like the draft that we just had. Yeah. Like, it, how do you not know if this is your guy or not? Like, that's the only explanation is they didn't know if this was their guy or not, and then they decided they didn't like the draft. They decided they didn't like Matt Milano from Boston College. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, classic Bills, just terrible organizational skills yeah. overall. Um, showing very good organizational prowess. My boy John Lynch for the 49ers fleecing the Bears to drop down two picks? One pick? I think one pick. One pick? (laughs) To move up one pick. The 49ers traded picks with the Bears. Yeah. They moved back to number three, and the Bears got number two. And picked, first of all, picked Trubisky, which people are still freaking out about that in in the NFL world. The GMs are like, we have no idea how they do that. Yeah. And Mike Lennon, their future quarterback, who they signed is six, offended six by years, this now. super offended, was at the draft party. They invited him to the draft party. The, what? At the Soldier, Bears at invited Soldier him? Field. Oh, my God. They said, come to the draft party so that we can oh draft your God. replacement right in your face. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they said. <laughs> and then, then did you see Trubisky get introduced at the Chicago Bulls game? No, did they boo him? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> the great. The Chicago Bulls fans booed him until they realized that the video feed was that he was there. The, the Bulls fans didn't realize that he was there at the game. And then they started cheering for him after they had been oh, booing him. Oh, I don't know him. about that. Oh, God. Or did, they, or did the stadium just start piping in cheers? That, could, that, that easily could have happened, too. Um, the, the, you know, that's probably what did happen, actually. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, so they booed him, and then it turned to cheers after he was on the board for a few uh, – just Eesh. terrible. Anyway, so – So just oh, very fun draft, I'll say that. Yeah. The, the wild stuff. So John Lynch, good showing. Right. John Lynch, yeah. bad, bad showing. Um, Bill's – same old stuff. Yeah. Um, but now on to uh, one the, more thing. The Cleveland sure. Browns had a great draft. Yes. The Cleveland yes. Browns are not behaving like the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they made smart choices. They got a couple of the biggest names. I mean, they got three of the biggest names in this draft. Yeah. And, and a quarterback. And a quarterback who was one of those three, which yeah. uh, Deshaun Kaiser, I'm not sold on, but he's still he's still a big name quarterback. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't overreach. Jabriel Peppers they got late. Uh, 
in the first round, and then they also got Miles Garrett. So uh, good draft. For yeah, the they did have a ton of picks too. Yeah, which true. is also right. good management. Right. But um, now on to the stuff everyone cares about: Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> at 19 overall pick, OJ Howard, tight end from Alabama. I wasn't sold on the pick. I'm a huge Bucks fan. I'm fine with Cameron Brait as our pass catching tight end, but everyone everyone's telling me this is a good pick, and I've kind of come around to it. He he was supposed to be drafted top ten. He's the cleanest pick in 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 the draft right now. He's a physical specimen. He's he's like drafting another O lineman. It's like you get to draft an O lineman who can also catch passes. Yeah. So that I'm okay with. Um, there overall, I I hate draft grades. I hate them. <laughs> the, I, I just care about the first round, and then then se- se- second round through seventh round. That's your that's the football people's thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's the GM's job. I would love to have a huge historical comparison of draft grades to how the players turned out. Yeah, I, I would, would love too. to see that. I'm sure someone's done it. Yeah, I'm sure someone's done it. But anyway, Bucks are getting A B grades. Yeah, they're getting high grades. I, I like the OJ Howard pick. Um, I this is coming from me as a fan of the Patriots, who really th- likes a two tight end system. Yeah, uh, I, I think that a two tight end system is very valuable. And um, Dirk Cutter, our head coach, had Tony Gonzalez in Atlanta. Yep. Um, he's he's very, very um, into the two tight end set. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good pick. So yeah, and yeah, and and just to to piggyback off of what I had said before, obviously the Patriots have had two tight ends for a while. You know, if you think back to the the Aaron Hernandez days, even with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez when he was here, uh, and then you know you, as you move forward this offseason, uh, the Patriots lost Martellus Bennett, and then basically immediately as soon as they saw that happening, traded for Dwayne Allen on the Colts. So it shows the the importance that Bill Belichick sees in a two-tight end system, um, not only for injury insurance, but just for the flexibility you can put on offense. Yeah. Um, so that is um, a good pick for, for the Bucks, I think, and I, and I think that the more weapons you can put around Jameis, the better. Yeah. So. And speaking of the Patriots, um, they're also getting very high grades. They didn't have a pick in <laughs> yeah. the first or second round, right. uh, and that's mainly because you can basically make pick make – draft picks through mm-hmm. trades and you yeah, got Brandon the, Cooks. Well, yeah, so, so people are associating the Patriots picks with who they they spent, uh, who, sure. who they traded the picks Which is for, fine. So. That's a fine way of right, uh, right. analyzing it. But either way, your first pick was technically Brandon Cooks, but you traded your pick for him. So right. your first actual pick in the draft was number 83, Derek Rivers of Youngstown State, who mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. I kn- like I, That was one person I wanted the Bucks to draft, mm-hmm. and – the fact that he made it to 83 is incredible, yeah. and it's more just the fact that he comes from Youngstown State. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, so I, I think yeah. that's a great pick. And and that's all I know about – you also picked a, an offensive tackle from Troy, a DN from Arkansas, another offensive tackle. Yeah. Um, so good good position picks. I don't know anything about the rest, but uh, good grades from, from people across yeah, the board. Yeah, I don't know much about the players they drafted. Um, I know that – this is one of the fewest players the Patriots have ever drafted. They drafted four players in this draft, which is very uncharacteristic. And it's the, the, the weird offseason of Bill Belichick continues. I mean, he, he traded up to get to take that fourth-round offensive lineman or something. You almost never see Bill Belichick trade up in the fourth round. I mean, like, at, at that stage, him giving up, like, 2-6 for a fourth is unheard of for him. Um, and, and the interesting part about it is that the Patriots still have apparently a lot of open roster spots, which means that they will be signing some veterans that are that either undrafted rookies, but they still have like eight or nine spots. So, so apparently they're going to be looking at veterans. Um, and some of the names that have been thrown out there are guys like Darrell Revis. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into that at all. Uh, Jason McCourty is another name who I'm more yeah. into. Um, 
You like the McCoys. But, I mean, I think yeah, I think from a from most of a from the fact that he's his brother, I think is a good fit just in itself as a depth guy. But uh, either way, so uh, interesting. Just another, just more interesting uh, transactions from the Patriots. Uh, just in breaking the trends that they usually have in drafting a ton of guys um, later in the draft. So uh, that's it for NFL draft. Any other any other thoughts on that? Um, that's it for the NFL draft. I agree with you. Should be one day long, but um, pretty hilarious draft this uh, yeah. this time around. Yeah, certainly. So. Um, that brings us to the NHL. Uh, we're not going to talk about much. There's a lot of series going on. Uh, we ha- I haven't been following them all very closely. Um, but certainly a couple surprises, I would say. Uh, real quick, Ottawa being up on New York is a surprise for sure. Ottawa's up 2-0. Up 2-0, oh, and I will, I will admit being totally wrong about that. I thought that after watching the Senators beat the Bruins, I really just did not think they were that good. I thought the Rangers would kill them. Um, but they're up 2 nothing on the Rangers. Um, Nash- so and now Nashville's up 2-1 on the Blues. proving that they're legit. They're a legit team. Um, and on the other side of that, Anaheim, what's that series at? 2-1. Two 2-1 one. Two one Anaheim. Oil, uh, Oilers. Oilers. Oilers, okay. So, again, surprising there. I mean, if you said the West Finals were going to be Edmonton and Nashville at the beginning of the season, a lot of people would be stunned by that. Um, but anyway, the, the main series that we'll mention here is the Capitals, who are on the verge of, of just collapsing again in the most Capitals way when you – <laughs> think that maybe it won't be Capitals happening well, again. It's the Capitals. It's again. the Capitals, but they're playing the Penguins. No, of course, of course, the Penguins are great. The Penguins are up two zero on the Capitals. It's yeah, not over. Caps are. are winning right now. It's definitely not over. But it was at home. Right? It was they at lost home. In, right now. They're in Pittsburgh, and the Caps currently have a one nothing lead as we speak. Um, they got to hold on to this one. You can't be down three zero with Game Four in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it, it not by no means is the series over. It's the NHL. I think anything can happen, but they did get smoked six to two in Game Two. Um, not looking very good, and it's just you just start to feel bad for the Caps. I think at this point, does they just win the President's Trophy, look look unbeatable, and then uh, go through that? So, here's my question for you: as okay. we transition into the NBA, if the Caps get swept or like lose in five games to the Penguins, which is more typical of the franchise, the Cap series here or the Clippers series in round oh. one? Which is more typical of that franchise? I have to say the Clippers <laughs> because people are getting injured. <laughs> yeah. And it's – they have to be cursed. Someone find it's the cur- – they need to find yeah, the curse. It's unbelie- I don't know. Uh, well, let's look into that. I'm going to sure. look into L- that. Let's go into NBA. And, and on that Clippers note, I wanted to say one thing that stunned me uh, today I saw. There are only two teams since 2000. So in the last 17 years, there's only two franchises that have not been to the Western Conference Finals. Do you know who they are? Western Conference Finals. I mean, th- don't you don't have to go it's through the Clippers. all the teams. It's the Clippers are one of them. Let me guess. And there's, the other. I'm going to give you a hint, and that there's a common denominator between the two teams relating to a player, and it surprised me a lot. Uh, who else is on the Clippers? Um, it's got to be. I don't know. Give it to me. The New Orleans Hornets. Really? And the who who no longer they moved to Charlotte, but yeah. uh, the New Orleans Hornets. Or the New Orleans. Oh, Pelicans sorry, the Nor- New Orleans Pelicans. Sorry, yeah, yeah I messed that up. The He's Hornets turned yeah. Pelicans, and the Clippers, aka the two teams that Chris Paul has played for, oh. have not made it to wow. the conference finals in his 17 years. And or, everyone uh, else has. Everyone, every other team in that span Chris in the Paul's Western not Conference. Not been in the league for 17 years. No, no, he hasn't. That's what I. So I misspoke. But yeah. but those are the two teams that he's been on. Yeah. Uh, let me actually do a quick check to make sure he hasn't been on any other teams that I'm forgetting. Uh, no, he was on the New Orleans. Uh, yeah, he, he was yeah. on the Hornets. He was on the Hornets. Yeah. 
and uh, let's see who. Oh yeah, it, and a New Orleans slash Oklahoma City Hornets, but at that time, so he's been in the league for eleven years. It looks like, so you know, since two thousand, it's it spans huh. longer than he's been there. So you know, there's a couple teams that would have made it between two thousand and two thousand five, but in the last seventeen years, every team in the West has made it to the conference finals except for those two teams, and it wow. just stunned me. Chris Paul's regarded as one of the best point guards, like you know, over that time, one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm. I don't think he's the reason. I was um, really, really into the Clippers when that team came about, when it was yeah. Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and Chris Paul, yep. and they, and then the Lakers were bad. And so yeah. now you're like, okay, cool. We get to root for an L.A. team. They're swaggy, they're cool, they're fun, yeah. and they're not the Lakers. Yeah. So all stars were aligning, and then they just kept getting hurt every yeah. <laughs> single year. Usually Blake. Usually Blake, but yeah. also yeah, Chris, Chris Paul. Paul sometimes. Yeah, it's just... And, and Blake Griffin's out again. It's just yeah. incredible, and and yeah. I hate the injury excuses because it's so random. But durability is yeah. a thing. It's but that, a real that's thing. A, yeah. The, the issue is that it's becoming not random with Blake Griffin. Unfortunately, yeah. um, it, it's becoming a recurring. Theme. It's a curse. That's what I'm saying. And, Find uh, the curse. There's a good chance that team gets broken up this offseason because a lot of them are free agents, and that will have big impact on the NBA if those guys disperse. Because they honestly, if those guys start joining contenders, it will change the landscape of the NBA. Honestly, I think. DeAndre Jordan's the best piece of that. He, yeah, he. Well, he's yeah. a big man who who's not a Dwight Howard big man. Yeah, he's a big man who plays defense, yeah. scores. He's and got to learn to shoot free throws. He does have like, to learn to shoot. Have free throws. all of these guys need to because it's such a liability. It is like I, I was it's watching the very end of that game last night uh, between the Jazz and the Clippers, and this isn't the reason the Clippers lost, but the Clippers were trying to come back from down ten with two minutes left, and the and Utah fouled DeAndre Jordan every possession. I mean. They're not going to stop. Like, like they're going to make you go to the line and make your free throws. Otherwise, you're not coming back in yeah. this game, or else you got to sit down. Yeah. And so, that's a huge problem. Yeah. But well, as as you can imagine, the Clippers are out again, and the Jazz uh, and win. The Utah Jazz. And how many games do the Jazz win against the Warriors? One or zero? <laughs> how many do they win? Yeah, I'm going to say one. One. I'm going to say they win a game. I'm going to say Gordon Hayward has a night. He okay. has one night. Okay. Yeah. And I say I, I say one or zero because like. I'm no. all I'm all for getting hyped up that the Warriors might lose, but I the Jazz are not going to beat them. Yeah. So. so so moving on, it's it's Warriors Jazz. Warriors yeah. are going to run through the Jazz one or zero games for the yeah. Utah. We do have Toronto Cleveland on right now, or yeah, just ex- actually just ended. Yeah, probably ended. Um, Let's see. I think Cleveland won. Cleveland was up big. LeBron James turned it on, and and Toronto doesn't have the the star power that yeah, you need. So the Cavs did win one sixteen one oh five. Um, and Toronto doesn't have the star power yeah. that you need to win. Toronto will, I think, win a game at home uh, in Toronto. They they were scrappy last year. They took them six games, but Toronto doesn't have – Toronto's got two really good guards, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. They don't have enough other players besides that yeah. um, to beat Cleveland, I don't think. Yeah, so um, – and then we have what I think is the best series, Spurs-Rockets. Yep. Um, that's undoubtedly the two better teams between – that's the best combined. It's the best combined matchup, uh, team level. I think so too. Of any of these series, yeah. I would say. So San Antonio is playing like San Antonio. We we thought that they were in a little trouble, tied two two to the Grizzlies. Yeah, they turned it around. Turned around, won the next two games. Rockets are the Rockets. They yeah. they have a a star in James Harden and a good team around they, him. They, that yeah, that they, can. They're playing as a unit. They, they're playing as a unit. Yeah. They can he can score fifty if he needs to, or they can beat you in a really yeah. tight game with anybody shooting the ball. So they're they're tough too. Um, and then we've got our boys. We've got the Boston Celtics versus the Washington Wizards. Both, 
I think very similar teams. Um, not star studded. They've no. got a few good players, a lot of good three point shooters. Yep. Um, very high scoring games, very bad defense. Um, uh, I think it's going to be close. Boston took game one. It's 1 0 Boston. What are your thoughts? You were so, at that game. I was at game one. Uh, Wizards opened the game up 16 to nothing against the Celtics. Um, I I cannot lie to you and say I was not worried about that start. <laughs> um, the, the Celtics looked horrible in the first couple of minutes of the game. But uh, to equal that horrid nature of that play, I mean, the Wizards gave up 99 points to the Celtics in the final three quarters of that game, which yeah. is way too many points to give up points. in a playoff game. Yeah. Um, so the Wizards defense looked really bad after ga- after the first quarter. Um Look, I think that this series is going to come down to these two teams' depth. The Wizards have no depth. Nope. Um, and, and I think it's going to matter for them. John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Gortat. Gortat was winded at the well, end of that game. Morris got hurt. Morris Morris did get hurt. Yeah. Um, and I, so I didn't know if he – did he come back in? He did not come back in. Okay. He's, he sprained his ankle. He says he's coming back in game two. He says. That's um, a but big it's an ankle factor because they already have one big man out. It's exa- they don't have any depth in, uh, in the front court for sure. Um, Bogdanovich came in and was playing four. Uh, and and Kelly Olynyk was dominating Bogdanovich on the on the block. So you know that Bogdanovich <laughs> is not a four. Yeah. Um, I, I just think they don't have enough depth. Um John Wall and Beal and Gortat played, I think, all 40 minutes plus in that game. If they need to do that every game, it's gonna it's gonna be tough for them to keep that pace. Um, the other thing I, that someone pointed out to me, John Wall's phenomenal talent. Yeah. The, but the Wizards don't seem to run an offense when John Wall doesn't have the ball, and, and I don't know what it is, but and I don't know if it's John Wall's fault or if it's coaching or, or what it is, but. When the ball leaves John Wall's hands, he kind of stands there and like doesn't really do much off the ball. He's a very ball dependent player, yeah. and he's obviously a, a wizard. No pun intended with Jeez, the ball. I, I swear to God, I did not mean to do that. That's terrible. Um, he, he, I mean, it's 16 assists in, in game one. He's he, he's unbelievable to watch. But if if they can't generate offense when the ball's not in his hands, it, it's going to be real tough for them to win. Um, so yeah, I, I think it comes down to the lack of depth for the Wizards. Um, Obviously, the Celtics shot the ball extremely well in game one, but they were a lot of open looks, too. Yeah. And so you have to be careful as a team coming off a loss to say, oh, they just shot the lights out. It won't happen every game. I mean, they gave them a lot of open looks. And there was a, there, this was an extremely high scoring percentage game. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. They were – Yeah. The threes were at what, like 50%? Celtics shot just under 50, which 48, is 49, I think, yeah. And that's not going to yeah, happen all the time. It, it but won't. It won't. But I mean, if but again, and, if you're not closing out on anybody, they will shoot over forty for sure. I mean, I mean, if 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 every look is an open look, they will shoot forty percent from downtown probably. So it's still dangerous territory for the Wizards. Um, and I don't want to discount the Celtics either. Be, I discount the Celtics concerns either because they you can't start games that way. I mean, yeah. you just can't. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. Al Horford's playing like a max player finally, um, which you know. I, I guess yeah. it takes time to fit into a system, but he had, nearly had a triple-double in game one with 21, 10, and 9. That's exactly what they signed him for. So if he can continue to do that, they'll be in good shape. Um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Do you think uh, they pull it out? What do you think the series I think, is? I think they I think they win this series. I'll, I'll go with them in six. I could easily see it going wow. seven. Um, but I, I, the Wizards are a really bad road team. I actually I don't think the Wizards are going to win a game in Boston in this series. Um, they've struggled with road teams all year, and they haven't won in Boston all year, and I think there's a reason for it. Um, I think they win their games at home for the most part, but I think the Celtics would will close it in game six in Washington. So I'm going to say uh, Celtics in six. 
Wow. And, and it's yep. and it's Boston's home court. Boston's home court. So game two is in Boston tomorrow uh, tonight if you're listening on Tuesday, and then uh, goes to Washington for two. Game five would be in Boston. Game six would be in Washington. Game seven would be in Boston. So, um, yeah. There you go. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Big and playoff then, push. And then in, in the Rockets, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Spurs. In, I'll, uh, I'll take the Rockets in that one. I'm going to go Spurs in seven. I'm going to take Rockets in seven. All right. Cool. Loser buys coffee on <laughs> Sunday. Right. The Sunday after the series ends. Yeah. Um, I think that's it I got for NBA. Um, Anything else? You got any other NBA thoughts? That's all I got, but I say close it out with the sports thing. Let's do it. We yeah. won't we won't bookend it like this every time, but I mean today we will. The Monster Jam Sports. <laughs> Should we do one for the final drive eventually? Yeah, eventually. And just like a race car. Final yeah. drive. Yo, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's good. Step on the gas. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Pretty good at that kind of stuff. All right. So that does bring us to the final drive. You want to go first? I'm going to go, go first. All right, I'm going to go first, first this Do time. Um, so my final drive is a little random, but uh, apparently the MBTA is applying lube to the T. They're getting lubed up. Lubed <laughs> it up. Yeah, because the T, uh, for those of you in Boston, un- understandably, it is the worst sound in human existence is the T screeching yeah, by uh, when you're underground. It's uh, And it's something you don't – you just kind of take for granted. You're just like, oh, the T sucks. It's – screechy yeah but every now and then it gets me mad every like, oh yeah I, I it's one of the worst sounds i've ever heard um so they're trying out new lubes on the tea and I, I read an article saying that boylston is is the loudest because it's technically one of the sharpest turns for a subway station in north america boylston tea stop wow. um so they're gonna lube boylston all up get it nice and nice and slick uh and then they're gonna test it and and the obvious reason is the the wheels are circular and they're old and iron and when turns it it scraped it so as long as you can keep it keep it gliding hopefully it'll be less so if you do notice and that's going to happen this month so if you do notice a quieter tea especially around boylston or, or any even park street has a bunch of turns too when they're when they're changing trains that's because of the new the new lube i don't All know the right. name of it but it seems hopefully it works <laughs> All right. is, i like it big big like turning it. point for yeah, boston this is huge this yeah. is huge lube it up Lube it up. ready to go. So that's it. Uh, that's it for Steve's final drive. My final drive will be uh, just basically a uh, tribute, a farewell tribute to Paul Pierce. Played his final uh, NBA game yesterday in that Clippers collapse that we were talking about, or not really a collapse, I guess, but just Clippers uh, once again disappointing. Uh, Paul Pierce not really at a stage in his career where he played very much. I think he had six points in that game, uh, but just a great career, I, you know. Uh, Wick Grosbeck, who's the Celtics uh, owner, came on Touching Rich this morning, Monday morning, uh, in an interview, and he—I guess this was—I guess this was the first time this was actually said uh, or confirmed. But he did confirm that Paul Pierce's number will be retired uh, at the Garden for the Celtics, presumably next season. He didn't say when it'll happen, uh, but you know, it's great that they've kind of made that official. Pierce will get his number retired. Uh, he also said he would love to see Pierce work for the Celtics in some capacity. Mm. Uh, after you know this season ends, he obviously hasn't been able to talk to Pierce at all while he's been playing for the Clippers. But either way, um, phenomenal career. Uh, one of those, you know, they, they've played a bunch of videos on the Players Tribune and stuff like that because I think Pierce is involved with the Players Tribune. But um, just one of those guys that nothing really ever jumped out of you. He was never the best player in the league at any point in his career. Um, but longevity and just the competitiveness, and obviously it helped to get that one championship when he finally got it. Um, but so Paul Pierce, great career, 
certainly a Celtic legend, and uh, I look forward to the day that he gets his number retired, presumably next year. I'm sure I'll be there at the game when it happens. And uh, that's it, Paul Pierce. I love it. Yeah. My favorite Celtic. So. No, is it? I think so, yeah. I mean, Isaiah Thomas could someday pass oh, him, but just Paul Pierce's longevity is too too strong right now. Keep it the now, truth. So. Keep it the truth. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sports. That, that, was a, that was a Paul Pierce monster jam. So. Later days. <laughs>